Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Zillennial Big Sis. I'm your host, Emma. I'm your Zillennial Big Sis. And today, we're we're finished with our first week of the year. We're really just diving in. We're in our second week of the new year. I really hope that your new year has been treating you well. And I hope that the return back from work or school break or wherever you were coming from did not just like take it all out of you. So let's get into today's topic for today's episode. I'm going to be deep diving into first dates. I'm going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of first dates, what you should do, what you should wear, things like that, and talk about just the whole you know, mental process of going on first dates, because let's be honest, it's something that is terrifying. It is so funny to me because on my TikTok account, it went pretty viral and I built my following based on my dating series. Last year I started recording and I was like, I'm going to go on all these dates. I'm not in a rush. My mentality for dating was really switched and I think was the most positive it has ever been. And I just jumped in, tried something new. And then that's how I met my boyfriend at the time, now ex, but I just went back on my first date after um, the breakup yesterday night. So we're still processing, but I will give you some updates on that. But I completely understand the first date jitters. I got so many different comments on those, all of my dating videos, just being like, you know, asking for different tips of advice or saying that you also get jitters. You don't know what to wear, things like that. So I'm going to be breaking down some of those really great topics for first dates. But before we get into those things, I'm going to talk about the first date mentality. First dates are nerve wracking in so many different ways. And whether you've been dating since you were like 16 or even 14 middle school and you've been doing it for a while, or you've been just dating a little bit later in your twenties or even your thirties, it's important to remember that I think almost everyone experiences first date jitters. There are two things that I think can really help you change your first date mentality. And the first one is to keep it neutral. So this is really difficult especially in the era of online dating. And I'm going to say there is no shame in online dating for fun fact for all of you. If you did not know, I was a bridal stylist for a year and I would say like 75% of my brides met on dating apps. So there's no shame in the game. And it wasn't even just like Bumble or Hinge. It was also things like Tinder and JDate and when Facebook had that dating app. So it is completely fine and it's not weird at all if you're not meeting people out in the wild and you're doing it online. With that said though, I think that online dating makes it a lot harder to keep things neutral. I think if you meet someone out in public and you meet them in the wild, maybe you had a class with them or you work with them or you saw them at an intramural league. If you do that in the wild, you've seen this person, you have interacted with them in some type of way for them to either give you, you know, your number, maybe they slid into your DMs after you talked or something like that. So you've interacted with this person in public with online dating. It definitely adds that aspect of mystery and it allows our minds to wander and it allows our minds to create little narratives that are just not true. When you meet someone online, you're talking to them and maybe it's a little back and forth, getting to know them a little bit better. My biggest tip is to set a date as quickly as possible. Once you get enough information about them that you know that they're a real person, set that date. And even if you're not physically in the same area, set a phone date, set a FaceTime date, a Zoom date, I don't know, but like get a date on the books. And I think that it's important to do that more quick than what people would think because of keeping the date neutral. Think about it. We've all been in this situation. And if you haven't, just imagine with me. 
you're texting someone and the text banter is so good. You're going back and forth and you're getting more and more excited about it because, oh my gosh, this person is funny. They're responsive. They're communicative. They're just like really checking the boxes. They are doing the most and I'm here for it. But then you go to the date and you had built this up. You're like, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to meet this person. I think that there could be potential with me and this person. And you get there and they're dry and they're dull and they're different than what you thought they were. And then the inverse happens. You're texting someone. It's kind of back and forth, a lot more pleasantries, but you meet them in person because you actually decided to go on the date. And wow, they're outgoing and they're kind and they're you know, informed, whatever. They've got the qualities you're looking for, but you were just about to write them off because they didn't have that online chat. I know I'm not the only one in the world that when I see a profile and I start talking to someone that my my mind can wander. I'll start thinking about, oh, what if this happens on the date? Or what if this happens, you know, good or bad? And somehow I end up with, what would our kids look like? Like we're really jumping and taking leaps and bounds sometimes. So keep it neutral. The neutral thought process is something like this. I have a date coming up. I am ready to see, you know, who they are, if we're compatible, if we have chemistry, and then go from there. Keeping it neutral is not saying, I want this to be an immediate spark. Love at first sight. This is going to be my husband, or this is going to be my partner or my wife. It is also not... I am dreading this date. This is going to waste my time. They're going to be so weird. I'm going to hate all of this. I'm going to feel so uncomfortable. Keeping it neutral is just keeping it simple. It's I'm going on a date with someone. We'll see what happens. But the question isn't, am I going to marry this person? Because let's be honest. You know what? Some people, maybe they go on their first date and they know. They say it's love at first sight, all this. Okay, But you still have to do some learning and digging behind that because I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, I'm going to marry this person. And then three dates later, they're like, absolutely not. Again, um, it's it's like seeing the house and not getting an inspection. Um, But you got to keep it neutral. And the only question you should be asking on a first date is, am I interested in a second date? That's my mentality. It's not, would I be interested in having a whole life with this person? It's Am I interested in a second date? Am I intrigued enough by this person to have interest in a second date? And when we answer that question, yes can either be, yes, I can't wait to see them or I see potential, but I'm just not really sure. Either way, you're just answering the question of, do I want to go on a second date with them? When you let your mentality go from super high or super low, you're allowing yourself and that person to just flow a lot better. You're not putting unnecessary pressures or unnecessary expectations on something that, you know, we're going on, like we're going on a date. Would I want to go on a second one? And I think that mentality is what really keeps me calm before a lot of my dates and helps me prevent like crazy jitters to the point that, oh, I'm not going especially right now, I'm in a place with my dating that coming off of a over year long relationship, I don't know what I want right now. I'm just letting myself go, see what happens, checking in after and processing that information to the best that I can to then make my decision. The second mentality thing is a big shift is that you need to come with confidence. And this is really hard to do if you're not confident. 
it definitely has to be a fake it till you make it type of moment, but you have to come with this idea of I am who I am. And if, especially if you met someone online, they've never seen you in person before. If you didn't lie on your profile, if you didn't Photoshop your photos, if you didn't, you know, add crazy filters, you are who you are. If you have been just being yourself, you are coming to the table as the person that you presented to be. If that doesn't work, that doesn't work. If it does, fabulous. But when you don't come with confidence and you come with these ideas, especially like I'm tall, I'm a tall woman, right? Five, nine. And that's not even crazy tall for a woman, but it's the average height of a man. So it, it's hard on these streets out here to find a man that's actually like taller than me, especially I love wearing booties. I love wearing booties and a lot of my booties make me six foot, but I'm also bigger And some people call me plus size, some mid size. I don't know what I look like, whatever, working with my therapist on that, like to be completely honest. But if I go on a date and my only thought process is, will this person be shorter than me, taller than me? Will they think I'm fat? Will they think I'm ugly? Will they think my nose is big? Will they think this? I am not going to be myself. I'm going to be this weird, awkward version of myself where I am so stuck in my own head that I'm not even giving myself a chance. I'm not even giving that other person a chance. And that's why to go on a date, you definitely need to have a little bit more self-love and sometimes a little bit of tough skin. Have I been rejected before? Absolutely. But typically when people like go on dates with me, I'm not going to lie. I have a really high comeback ratio where people are asking me back and I do not want that back. I don't know what that means, but you know, whatever. It might mean I need to raise my standards. I'm kidding. Anyways, whatever. When you come with confidence, you say, I know who I am. If you think that I am not who I presented, but I didn't do any of those things, that's on you. That is their perception that they have built of you. And I did an episode earlier last season. The episode last season was Epi 5, Perfecting Your Dating App Profile and No More Noodles & Co. And it talks about why I don't go to Noodles & Company on dates anymore. Um, I've had two bad experiences. But anyways, and it goes to say, and I talk about it then, and I still have this sentiment now, even though at this point, whoa, it's like three years ago. It was like almost two, three years ago. That's wild. It just comes to the point to say, if I show up to a date and I didn't misrepresent myself and I just put normal photos of myself, I didn't even post the ones that were a year old. I'm like, they're all recent. They're all not edited. They're just me. And you don't get that. And that's not for you. That's on you, baby. People say that catfishing is like, oh, you didn't look like your photos. No, it's not. If you don't understand lighting at this point in your life and understand that someone might look a little different in person, also the fact that literally if you look at my face from a different height, it might look different, then that's on you. Everyone you go on a date with will not be your future match, your future partner. You might like someone more than they like you. You might not like someone and they might like you more. And either way, that's fine. You might get rejected and that rejection could absolutely sting. But when you come in with confidence saying, I put my best foot forward, I put who I am out there. And if you like it, awesome. And if you don't buy, it is just that simple. This brings me to another point. Just because someone likes you doesn't mean it will work. Just because another person likes you or you like another person doesn't mean that they owe you anything, that I owe them anything. 
I hear way, 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 way too often when I'm talking to my guy friends and they're sitting there and they're like, oh, I think so-and-so is cute. So I know we're going to get together. What? How do you know that? Because when I see you talking, I'm not seeing any sparks flying. I'm not seeing any chemistry. And I don't know what you're making up or what you are shooting in the bathroom because it's not, it's not correct. I don't know what drugs you were on, but you are seeing and hallucinating things. And it's frustrating because I hear this dialogue all the time of, oh, she is hot, so she should be with me. Or he is hot and he should be with me. And if they don't like him, oh, fuck him, fuck her. Okay, how about we just let people be people and move on? Now, it's a different situation if you're a complete asshole to someone and you're a jerk and you use them or you string them along on purpose, knowing that they have feelings for you. Yeah, that's different. But it's okay if you don't like someone and it's okay for them to be a little butthurt about it because you know what? Rejection stings and some people are better at facing rejection than others. One of my friends the other day was talking to me and she was saying how she went on a date with this guy. Well, she actually went on two dates with him. And the second date was one of those dates where she was just curious. She was like, okay, I liked him, but I just didn't feel something, anything crazy, but I'm going to give him another chance because there was no major red flags. Okay. So she does that. After that, it kind of clears up. Yeah, he's not the guy for me. So instead of ghosting him, she texts him and says, hey, thank you so much. I really genuinely loved our time together, da-da-da, be-bo-be. And she tells him, hey, I'm just not really in the right place for a relationship. I just don't like see it for us, but thank you so much for the time. You were so nice. Sorry, my alarm went off. But she says that to him, and this really nice guy, oh, he was so great. He was so, call me. Can we talk? Can we do this? Da da da. So, you know, he's really nice. So, of course, she's going to try to, you know, appease that a little bit because she has empathy and she's a nice person. And what does it do? He tries to manipulate her a little bit more and more each time to try to get his way. No. If you're not vibing, if it's not the vibe, it's okay. Rejection stings on either side. And it's not easy, but we have to be honest that when you put yourself out there for a relationship or for someone else's approval and you care about what they're going to think, if they don't like you like that, yeah, that's going to fucking hurt. You know how many times I've been rejected in my life? A lot. To the point that I'm like, oh, that's weird. But you know how many times I've also been on a date with someone and I've been like, I do not feel the connection here or the chemistry. And they're the ones coming back to me a lot as well. So you just have to figure out and you just have to be patient to the fact that like your right person is there somewhere, but it's just not how they be them. And it might not, it might not feel good. Give yourself a day, cry it out a little bit, but just like remember that your confidence and who you are should not be defined by the one person who just didn't like you that day. And that is my mentality about the dates. Man, talking about that actually gets me so heated because we'll get into good guys versus nice guys at the end of this episode. Because let me tell you, it really makes me heated, but... Now that we've talked about the mentality of dating and now that we've talked about the two things about keeping it neutral and coming in with confidence and I guess leaving with confidence as well, let's just go through some quick tips for dating. Tip number one is to have go-to outfits. Like these are your date outfits because when you're trying to go on a date, if you're feeling the jitters, if you're feeling a little nervous, the last thing you want to do is wear something that's out of your comfort zone. Wear something that is different and new. Um, you want to wear something that makes you confident and something that is predictable. Like you know, oh, 
these jeans, they look stunning on me. I could eat a whole burger and I don't feel uncomfortable in them. I feel great in them. This top, oh my gosh, it makes me look so good. And when I look in the mirror, I feel beautiful in it. And my foundation routine, oh, perfect. I love it. This hair, amazing, right? Like you want to know that you're going to feel that good about yourself leaving for the day. So don't go crazy. Don't try to do too many things that are out of the normal because you don't want to be sitting on the date thinking, is my lipstick smudging? Is my foundation a little cakey? This, these jeans, oh my gosh, I ate a hamburger and now I feel like I have to unbutton my jeans. Like I feel like I'm about to bust. Like we don't want to do those things. So instead have some go-to date outfits. They can be casual outfits. Like one of my favorite go-to date outfits is a pair of jeans, um, either my Madewell light wash jeans or my Abercrombie darker wash jeans and a black bodysuit. Why? It's classic. It's cute. It's comfy. I know what to expect with it and I can be mobile in it. Like I can go on a walk and wear my black jeans or I wouldn't wear my black jeans on a walk. I can go on my walk and wear my like light wash jeans and my bodysuit and feel comfortable as long as I'm not going on a whole hike. I also know that if I'm going someplace nicer, maybe I wear the black bodysuit and I wear my leather pants and some booties, but I just know what I'm doing. And then I know that I'm doing my normal makeup routine. You know, I can maybe add in a little bit more gloss than usual and I'm probably going to curl my hair a tiny bit, nothing crazy. And I'm going to leave feeling good about myself because everything is predictable. Everything is me. And I'm not putting on this mask or trying to be someone else. I know what I'm wearing. I know it makes me feel confident and it makes me feel sexy. And it's good to have for the day. So have those go-to day outfits lined up. The second tip is when it comes to the date planning stage, definitely you want to get a date on the books as soon as possible. I will say this until my face turns blue. I, my ex-boyfriend and I, we had only talked back and forth for maybe five days maybe that. And it was not a full conversation. But once we got a date on the books, we saw that we like connected. There have been people that I talked to for months because we couldn't do, but you know, we couldn't see each other in person, but apparently FaceTime was not an option. And instead of just FaceTiming them, I was like, oh, I'll wait until we get to a place where we can hang out with each other. And then I feel like I wasted a ton of time because those dates weren't good and they weren't the vibe. So Get that date on the book as early as possible. Once you know this person's, you know, this person's credible, this person and I don't have insanely conflicting views, like get your basics out of the way, but get yourself on that date. This is also helpful because if you haven't talked about all of the pleasantries and all of the introduction things, you're going to have more to talk about on your actual date. There is nothing more awkward than when you're on a first date and you're like, oh, so I know that you're a banker. And you had that meeting. How did that meeting go? Oh, that was good. Okay, cool. And you find like a lull in conversation. That that's awkward. So keep some things, keep some things for the day. You don't have to get deep into your whole family. Do you want kids? Like you don't have to do that yet. Like keep it light, keep it fresh and get that date on the books ASAP. Tip number three is when you're planning the date, like you're actually planning it, make sure that the activity is interactive, but... It's something where you can have a conversation. Something that is not interactive and you cannot have a conversation, go into the movie theater. We're not going to go to a movie theater on a first day anymore. No. Why? Because you're committing to, you know, let's be honest, movies are long these days. Potentially a two-hour movie where you're not going to speak to each other. You're maybe just like touching, like maybe a cuddle, like I don't know. Um, 
And then you can maybe get drinks or food before or after, but that's like a minimum of four hour date. And remember the whole goal of your first date is, do I want to be, and am I interested in a second date? So even if you guys are getting along really well, you can have a second date. Like you don't want to invest 10 hours into a first date with someone because then if it fizzles out, oh my gosh, you've invested 10 hours into someone and it's going to hurt a little bit more. So instead do something that's interactive, but also has a, you know, a quicker component to it. So a walk at a farmer's market's a great idea going to get ice cream or going to get coffee. Another great thing would be bowling or top golf where it's like you like put off. I'm really bad at top golf, by the way, you guys, this is just an aside. One time I went to top golf and I was with my dad, um, my friend Maddie and then her dad. And I hit my ball. Somehow it like ricocheted off my club weird. It hit a pole and went back and it hit a waitress. The fact that I'm not banned from top golf right now is a true miracle because I clocked that poor girl. And what makes it even worse is everyone in the Bay. I was with my people and the people next to me were all like, it was her threw me under the bus so fast, but I don't know. So top golf is not the best for me, but bowling top golf, you don't want to go paintball. You know, you don't want to go play paintball because that's going to be a little that that could hurt a bit. Um, but also you want to just make sure that you have an activity that you're doing And then you can also talk. I personally don't recommend going to like a full dinner on a first date. I think drinks is a little bit better because you can have it like a two drink, I'm in, I'm out type of vibe. But also like when you sit and you eat, I think a lot of people get uncomfortable and they're like, oh my gosh, am I chewing weird? Like what if I have something in my teeth? Like all that. Just keep it chill. Keep it easy. But you know, something still with that interactive portion to it. Tip number four is what do you do to end a date? Always, always have two types of outs for your dates. So your first out is a predetermined out. You should have something planned after your date. Like if you're meeting up really late at night, it should be, oh, I have to get home. Like I have work tomorrow or I have this tomorrow, right? Like you have to get home by a certain time. If it's a midday, like a midday event, oh, I have dinner with this group of people, da, 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 right? Have a time that you have an out because then it'll keep you accountable to not go on a date with someone for 10 hours. And because sometimes that works. And if that works for you, oh my gosh, great, amazing. I'm so glad you found your person. But then that times that it doesn't work, you look back and you're like, well, why the fuck did I talk to this person for 10 hours? Like, I'm so annoyed. So the classy way to do this is you go on your date and you go up to the person and you're like, hi, like I'm so-and-so, it's great to meet you. After you do like your intros, be like, hey, by the way, I completely forgot to tell you. I'm so sorry, but I had like, I do have to be home by like this amount of time. Um, but I am excited. I just wanted to let you know just in the beginning. So uh, don't feel like rushed later. Keep it light. Keep it cash. Don't make it a big thing. And then your second type of out is you tell your friends where you're going. You, if you met them on a dating app, you show them their profile. If you met them in person, find a picture of this person. You tell them their name, you tell them where you're going and you have someone that's kind of ready on alert because if it's going poorly, like really bad and bad to the point that if you ask yourself, could I make it another 30 minutes on this date? And the answer is no, either because this person is so not for you or this person is putting you in danger. You want to have someone that's like ready on dial where you can just send them a quick little text, excuse yourself to the bathroom, send them a text, be like, call me in five minutes. That way you have an out. I'm going to just say this. If you are on a date that has this component of, oh, it is not going well, like at all. And you're on a walk. 
say, oh, I think this is a good place for us to turn around or say, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really feeling well. I think I need to head back. Like my stomach is not feeling well. Head back home. Make up any excuse. If you are around people in public, go to the bathroom and try to find someone else in the bathroom. Try to find an employee. Talk to them and be like, hey, I got to go. Like this is not going well. Can you please, can you know, can someone walk me to my car? It's sad, but it's true. But unfortunately, when you're meeting new people, there's a chance that there's, you know, that the person has bad intentions. And I'm not saying that every person you go on a date will have those bad intentions, but it's always good to have those things known. And if you're at a bar getting drinks, ask for an angel shot. I feel like most bartenders should know that that's a sign of, hey, like I need to to get an out and I need to head out. Um, And they'll probably get an employee to help you out with that as well. So those are just a few tips for your first date. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. Do something interactive and try to keep it in public. I will say that the last date I went on, I had him come to my apartment, which is a big no-no. I'm lucky that it went well and that he wasn't awful and wasn't trying to harm me, but I did cover the keypad when he was coming in. If at all possible, try to keep your dates out in public and not in places that are like lightly populated either. Like someplace a little bit more busy, someplace with employees, someplace like that. So don't do what I did because that could have been very unsafe and I was being stupid. Now that we've run through just some quick tips, I just want to end this episode off by talking about the difference between nice guys and good guys. This topic will get me on my soapbox. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. This whole idea of like, oh, nice guys finish last. Oh, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I'm this. And it's like always the people that it just doesn't feel genuine. And I've realized something and I've come up with this distinction. Nice guys do good things for people and for women or for whoever they're trying to attract to get something back in return, to get another date or to get a kiss or to get sex or to get something A nice guy will do everything that they believe is the right thing to do for a result and for something. It's like, oh, there is always an intention with the action, whether they do it or not. Because the whole nice guy narrative is, I was so nice to her. I was so good to her and I did everything right. Why did I not get what I want? Why did it not work out? That's a nice guy. So then we have good guys. Good guys do things because they're good. They do good things for people because they're people. They don't do the nice things and the good things like buying you flowers or being attentive and talking to you or taking you on dates or making sure you don't walk by the street. They don't do those things for the intention of something else. They do them because they respect you as a human being. They do them because it is what's right for them. It is what is, they believe that as a woman, and I'm sorry, I'm talking to women. I have a very like highly female audience, except I do know that I have a strong male listener fan. So if you're listening, you know who I'm talking to. I'm giving you a shout out right now. So if you don't mention this the next time I see you, I know you're a fake fan. Anyways, um, the good guys will do things simply because you're a human being, because they believe that they should treat human beings well. They believe that they should treat women well, that they should treat men well, that they should treat any person well. And they don't do it with the intention of, I'm going to be nice to this person to get a kiss or to get sex or to get another date. They do it because of you being a human being. 
And I think when we date people and we start to have this narrative of, oh, the nice guys finish last, wah, wah. The nice guys finish last because they're doing something. They're doing actions to get to a goal. The nice guys finish last because their expectation is that they will earn something. The good guys are going to find people and are going to get respect. And even if it doesn't work out, they're going to have a much higher, like someone will look at them much higher because they did it just to be good, not because they were trying to get something in return. So if you're on a date with someone and they say, you know, they're doing everything right. Like there's nothing really wrong that you're doing, but you just don't feel it. And when slash if you feel comfortable voicing that, they return it with a very sour response of, but I bought you my dinner. Wait, (laughs) no, I bought you your dinner. I took you here. I bought you this gift for your dog. What? I can't believe this. I thought we had this. And they try to like manipulate you. Yeah, that's nice guy behavior. That's, I tried to do everything because I thought this would get me this end result and not because I just thought I should treat a human right. So if you tell someone, hey, I just don't see this going anywhere and their response is that crash, like that like brat, like brat, crass, crass. That's the word I'm trying to think of. If their response is that crass, yeah, they're not a good guy. They're a nice guy. We don't want to date nice guys. We want to date good guys. We want to date people who are going to have similar values as us, who are going to treat you well because you're a human being, who are going to treat other human beings well because they believe that that's what they should do. We want to be with the good guys and not the nice guys. So if you're getting that response, don't be shocked. Just say, okay, yeah, I know who you are now. If you tell someone that it's not going anywhere for you and their response is so fucking shitty and they just make a quick 180 turn and they're on a different, they're a nice guy. We don't want those. Not in 2023, we don't. Mm -mm. No, we do not want those people. So I leave you with this. If you're going on first dates, if you were trying to put yourself out there, I commend you. It is very hard. It can be really frustrating because you look around and you see all of these other couples or you see your friends and you see these people in your life that you're like, damn, how did they find that? How did they get that? I can tell you that that hardness is completely valid. That feeling of, oh God, this sucks. Like this is hard. Like this is difficult. That is absolutely valid. And this is my big sis advice for you today that it's okay to have those feelings But I'm telling you, if you do not push through them and you do not see your value as a person and you let the world determine that your relationship status is your value, it's going to really hurt you in your life. Instead, go into dating with this open mindset of here are my standards and here are my goals. This is what I want to have. But we're going to just start with the first date and then see if I want to go on a second. Because when we just start with the first and try to see if the step for the second is right, we're setting ourselves up for this moment of, wow, I can do this and you can do this. I am so proud of you for putting yourself out there. And if you don't feel like you're ready yet, I can tell you that the step you might need to take, it will feel scary, but it'll be absolutely worth it. Because once you find that person or you find a person that makes you so happy and makes you just light up 
and brings out the best parts of you, all of those like shitty dates are going to be completely worth it. You got this. I believe in you. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. For any episode requests or questions, comments, concerns, you can follow me on TikTok or Instagram and that will be linked in the show notes. I'm Emma and I'm your Zillennial Big Sis. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.